Adam and Steve back here with you on the showcast on Next Level Radio. And our guest this week is a great comedian who's appeared on Comedy Central's Premium Blend along with NBC's Last Comic Standing and was even named in Entertainment Weekly's Must List. And it's easy to see why if you watch him host Reactor every Thursday on Sci-Fi. Please welcome to the podcast, David Huntsberger. David, how's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Do you, do you prefer Dave or David or... I don't really care, uh, <laughs> Mr. whichever you prefer. Mr. Huntsberger? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's better. <laughs> I mean, my tone's as formal as humanly possible. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll start off talking Reactor because, um, you know, obviously that's what you're coming on to promote. It's you, Basically, it's a perfect show to talk about on our podcast because we're, we're a very pop culture-oriented podcast and... and um, Reactor is essentially pop culture meets science fiction, which we're also big uh, big fans of here on the podcast. And it's got kind of a live aspect to it, right? I don't know. You know, it's I think it's on at eleven thirty. Is that part of it live, or is it recorded live earlier in the day, or or how's that live aspect work? Yeah, we actually record it on a Wednesday, and then it goes out Thursday. There are interactive polls and and things like that that um, give the show kind of like a, a um, some more incentive to watch it when it's when it's airing, you know, so people can interact with it that way. Um, but it, it's not live. Oh, okay. For some reason I thought it was, um, well, yeah, I saw the polls. I, I know, um, as we're recording this, I guess if you record on a Wednesday, um, you just recorded the second episode, but it hasn't aired yet. Uh, the right. f- first episode though, I, I did get a chance to check out and, and the poll was, uh, who would win in a fight, I guess it was, Chewbacca or some kind of weird mantis-looking thing from some guy's story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy who played the invisible pan flute saw himself <laughs> a mantis man. <laughs> I remember, uh, and I, I checked out the poll, too, because I was curious, and... You know, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away, but I, I don't think it was even close. And, and I, I'll say I voted for <laughs> the mantis creature, not because I don't like Chewbacca and Star Wars. Obviously, I'm a big, uh, big Star Wars person, but mostly because uh, you know I'm kind of rooting for the underdog here. I I think you know a giant mantis has the extra reach. You know, Chewbacca, he's 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 tall, obviously, but. I think that Mantis with the extra long arms would probably probably do a little bit. Did you vote in the poll at all? <laughs> no, but I like your pers- perspective on it as just a purely objective gambling person. You got <laughs> yeah. to go, be reasonable there. A lot, a lot of people chose with their hearts, but you seem like uh, you're choosing more from a practical standpoint. I, I think Mantis Man was pretty thin, outweighed by a lot, but... You're right, the reach might come into play there a little bit. Yeah, I needed like a Tales of the Tape, maybe. Kind of see, <laughs> break it down. Yeah, and this corner, Mantis Man, weighing <laughs> three ounces. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you always, you know, even before going into into Reactor, have you always enjoyed the, the sci-fi and the pop culture, or one or the other, or, or both of them combined? Not as much pop culture. I mean, just the term itself uh, has always been sort of a, a, a put off to me or something. And yet it's, I associate it more with like horrific pop music or uh, <laughs> like, you know, dancing competitions on TV or something like that. And that's really not fair to what is, I mean, Game of Thrones is popular culture and I think it's fantastic. And there are a lot of things that, you know, Breaking Bad was 
pop culture while it was on and it was I mean it was I really enjoyed that and I was one of the people that was fully into it so I think that just if you're a citizen of earth and you're in any way connected you are in some way a fan of pop culture it's just the term itself you're like I'm not into pop culture I'm into subversive <laughs> stuff but yeah every, everybody's into it and then in sci-fi I uh I, I, you know, I, for me, like the Jetsons when I was a kid, I was, I, you know, it, it's like when you're watching stuff, you don't even really realize it's science fiction. When you get older, they tell you like, oh, that can't exist. That's not real. That's science fiction. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. Like, oh, well, it's really neat. They're like shooting lasers. And, uh, so, I, yeah, I always loved it. I, I, I've read probably a lot more science fiction than, well, I've watched quite a bit too, but I'm not somebody that uh, obsesses over it or gets, you know, real, real deep into the minutia of it. But I, I really like um, the overall concept of it. I think it's so imaginative and it's just the best. Yeah, you mentioned Game of Thrones. Um, you, you Do you watch Game of Thrones regularly? I do, yeah, yeah. I don't read the books, but I I, I watch all the I'm up to speed on all the seasons. Yeah, I don't read the books either. But I, I I mean, I started watching just this last year, and I kind of binge watched it. And after you watch the show, it's like, ah, eh, read the books. I kind of could <laughs> do that on a condensed <laughs> scale and just watch the show. But yeah, tell me that at some point you guys will have to mention on Reactor the fact that. People will not shut up about whether or not uh, Jon Snow is coming back. <laughs> I know it's like over. What is it? It's, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of forty weeks away. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's every day, barely a year. <laughs> yeah, every day there's some new, and I see them, and I I click on quite a few of them, even though so many of them are like, well, this is actually a reference to the book, and therefore, if you notice. His eyes are purple, which means he has <laughs> Valerian blood or whatever. And I, uh, when I read those, I'm like, I, I guess because so many people are convinced that he's coming back to life, it's not going to be surprising. So then there's a part of me that just is like, the, the baldiest thing they could do is just keep in bed at this point. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone is so prepared for like, how is he going to come back to life? And not to give away spoilers there and all that stuff, which I think I may have. I don't know if I mentioned his name, but, uh, yeah. um, I did. Anyway, I think <laughs> I mean, this is a pop culture podcast. People got to be up on that. Pop culture oh yeah. We, we've talked about it a few times, Oh okay. <laughs> but the, yeah, the most recent was like, he was seen in Belfast and that's where they're filming. And like, yeah, but I mean, it could just <laughs> go there and he could, be filming his funeral scene. I mean, he could just be lying yeah. on a bed of sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could do any number of things. I thought the last season overall, um, I was like you, I think a year or so ago is when I, I caught up. And then so watching this whole season unfold a week at a time, it has a way different feel. When you're binging it, it's really fun uh, to kind of go tip to tail on episodes. And then when you have to wait there's a lot more time to sit and think about them, right? They carry more weight as they come along. Like, all right, I've waited a week. This better be real impactful. <laughs> and then you just watch, like, Brienne just kind of roam around and, like, Tyrion just, like, on a boat. Like, okay, well, he did some good sailing. I guess that was a pretty good episode. <laughs> yeah, this season was a slow burn. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty gnarly, that White Walker scene. So yeah. that was cool, but... uh I don't. I don't know if that like was 
it carried enough weight to make up for some of the punch just being real slow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they started too fast. Like they went into, they got too far into the books too quickly, and now the show's really popular, and they want to make it forever. So now they're yeah. running out of content. <laughs> yeah, because isn't it the thing with Bran? Like all the stuff that's happened with him is like they're still not caught up to it at all. He's just got to kind of sit and wait for a while so they can catch yeah. up to where he's yeah. at the tree. Yeah, he's like ahead of the books at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I think the only time, you mentioned you binge-watched it too, I think the only time where I didn't, you know, watch an episode and the next night watch another one was after The Red Wedding. I think after that I took a good week off because I just kind of was <laughs> like, all right, that was, uh, that was intense. That was intense. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, someone tweeted, you know, liking Game of Thrones is like being in love with a sociopath and being upset every time they do something just completely maniacal. <laughs> that's, and, that's dead And on. it really is. Like, you keep going back to it. Like, okay, well, I killed Ned Stark, but I'm sure they're going to turn it down. And they just keep killing everyone. And it's weird, that, like, the amount of, you know, Breaking Bad to go back. Because that got a lot of acclaim for how they took a character that you liked and made him someone you really despise. And it's, it was kind of the same with so many times they do that. Uh, like, wow, I, I never thought Jamie Lannister would be a dude that I'd care about. Yeah. And now, like, he's someone that if he dies, you're going to be like, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'm killing over! <laughs> so I don't know who you can really... It seems to be that some people are kind of safe, but, man, it's it's hard to say. And I kind of like that, that George R. R. Martin really sticks to that, you know, if you get picked on or you're not the coolest kid in high school... And then you're like, people shouldn't revere, you know, the, the most popular, the coolest. I want to build all these worlds where I just constantly <laughs> destroy them. It feels like that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because for a while you didn't even think like King Joffrey, but you thought that guy was going to live forever. And they finally <laughs> killed him. And, yeah. I mean, it's just like Walder Frey, who was, you know, pretty much the host of the Red Wedding, He's not even in the show anymore. I guess he's fine. He's he's out off living happy after he ruined everybody's life in season three or two. Whatever yeah, it yeah. <laughs> I guess they can just leave all those people out there on the periphery and then go revisit them when they need to, which is kind of nice. Like, oh, yeah. Because that's always weird when you're watching the previously on a show like that, and they're like, previously on. And they show someone that was four seasons ago. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess this guy's in this one. <laughs> Game of Thrones is the most necessary necessary previously to watch that ever existed because of all the characters and things that happened. <laughs> yeah. And the guy, the guy who played Walter Frey, David Bradley, he's on, and I, I want to mention this because uh, last week we had him on, he's on a show called The Strain and your first guest on Reactor was Kevin Durand who uh, yeah. was on The Strain. We had him on the podcast last week. It's funny because um, we record, so I guess, did you record your interview with him on Wednesday too then? Yeah, he was in. He probably went right from our taping to to chat with you guys because he was there with kind of his. Well, ours ours was actually he he called in on Thursday, so we actually since yours was oh, Thursday, okay. we thought it was live. We thought he was going over to you after us. So we're like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, that nice. was he. He's a he's a he's a really fun guy. I mean, we you obviously got to kind of hang out with him a little bit. We only got to talk to him on the phone, but yeah. even even just the half hour we had with him, he was a really cool guy. I didn't care for him. Bit of a real jerk. <laughs> 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 couldn't be a nicer dude he's just like the most gregarious and outgoing I think he's just fantastic yeah and and uh he we had mentioned we had talked to to him about comic-con and i think did you get to go to com i, I guess you did because you were 
<laughs> the po- the thing you were talking about, Superman versus Batman at Comic-Con was probably one of the funniest little pieces I've seen in a while. Uh, when you're asking that pretty much just random questions, it was like cat or puppy. I think it was one of them. <laughs> and yeah. whoever said puppy was obviously correct because nobody likes yeah, cats. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's always <laughs> how how was Comic Con when you're out there? Uh, it was busy. It was. Um, I used to live in San Diego, and I, I, you know, I always wanted to go, and I get turned off by the amount of people, and there weren't even that many people there. And I grew up in Reno, which is near uh, the Black Rock Desert where there's Burning Man. And both of those things had about the same appeal to me, which is like, wow, this is weird. People in costumes and it's really artsy and funky. And and then I always kind of put it off. And so maybe if someday Reactor goes to Burning Man, I'll go. But they've, yeah. they've both gotten – it's weird. I loved What I loved about Comic-Con was how creative it is. And you associate it with – I don't like that so much of sci-fi and kind of the fantasy comic book world gets associated with sweaty loners in their basement. <laughs> really, it was like, they might be a little shy, but it was people that were so excited to see each other and celebrate each other's costumes. And uh, the part I didn't like about it, it was that it was the comic book world used to be so subversive and kind of their own private little thing. And it's gotten so commercialized that when those mm-hmm. people go, hey, you took Spider-Man and you changed this, and that wasn't in the books, people go, shut up, nerd. You got a <laughs> movie. Stop complaining. Yeah. I feel like they should be allowed to complain. It was their thing, and it kind of got swiped from them a little bit. Um, so it was busy. You know, I didn't get to really soak in Comic-Con as much as I would have liked just from having to run around and, and kind of shoot stuff for the show. But I really liked the people we talked to and, and just how much time and care people put into their costumes and seeing the looks on their faces when they get to go celebrate and kind of show off like, here's me, here's, here's this person that I love and I'm getting to emulate them for a day and they take pictures with each other and it was, it was really cool. I really uh, liked that a lot. And like I said for the bit for the show, I assume it wasn't very hard to find people dressed up as Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Surprisingly, it was a lot of a lot of Superman T-shirts, and there were more um, Bat girls, really, but not a lot of dudes as Superman, and not a ton of. Uh, you probably saw in the piece like there weren't really a lot of people in full like balls to the wall Batman costumes. You know, yeah. they were kind of like, oh, I bought this, or you know, I threw on a cape and a belt. There wasn't anyone where I was like, oh my god, and there there may have been someone there, and we didn't shoot on Saturday, so that. That could, you know, that's the the bigger day, and maybe we just missed stuff. But yeah, it took us a while to like round people up. There were periods where we were looking around, like, is this possible? How is there not more <laughs> Batman? You get a lot more Avengers now because of uh, good old Hollywood. Yeah, the thing we saw the most was steampunk and a ton of Harley Quinns. That was the biggest, yeah. uh, the most popular thing. Yeah, people try and get ahead of the game with. Uh, yeah. With um. I think so. Oh, what the hell's it called? With the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was surprising because a lot of my comic book friends are like, nah, Suicide Squad, they're not really that into it. And so to see, you know, you know you're, for me, I don't really read comics and I, I, a lot of my friends do and I pick their brains about it. I'm, I'm interested in the, the concepts and stuff, but to hear them talk about it, you forget that not everyone feels the way that one or two of your friends do. So when you're like, oh, no one really likes Deadpool and you show up and everyone's dressed like Deadpool or yeah. oh yeah people didn't Suicide Squad eh, it's not, and everyone there's really into it so it's just 
it's kind of hard to, to get a gauge on, on what people are really into until you see them all dressed that way. <laughs> while you were, uh, while you were at Comic-Con, I mean, I don't know if, if people were, were recognizing you or what show you were from, but Adam mentioned that you were, uh, you're an up and comer as well. And I was just, I was, I was kind of curious, um, cause I had to do a little bit of research before the interview just to find out, uh, your background and stuff. So I was kind of interested in how the process went of you landing the gig as uh, as the host of Reactor. Yeah, the uh, well, um, going back, no, I did not get <laughs> recognized, and that was like <laughs> kind of one of our running gags throughout was we'd be interviewing people and like, what do you think about Dave Huntsberger? And they'd be like, I uh, uh who? I don't. <laughs> And we're trying to get some people to play into like, oh yeah, I liked his uh, earlier stuff, or oh yeah, I liked him before it was cool, or uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. The, it was like someone clearly lying. But most people were honest, or they just jokingly said like, oh, I, I like him. There was one girl who looked looked my name up on Google, and then my picture came up on her phone, and she just goes, yeah, it doesn't look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but I was the only one that could see that. I should have had her like turn her camera around to the camera and be like, "Look at this." She doesn't recognize that person. But so that was that was kind of what I dealt with the whole time. There's really no one that you know. Most of my stuff that I've done via comedy has been via podcasts and like CDs, where my picture, my face is not really associated with it. So people might know my voice a little bit. Uh, I get a lot of that at stand-up shows and stuff where people are like, whoa, I was in, I was getting a drink at the bar and I heard your voice. And I was like, I know this guy. And that happens from time to time. But uh, yeah, but the show just it came around through, you know, I auditioned and uh, did some karate moves and people were excited about that. So <laughs> they came and watched me do uh, a set at the improv, some of the, the people from sci-fi and uh, I had this animation bit that goes along with that, this thing that I was filming for a stand-up special. And so it was just kind of weird and kind of fit in their kind of odd sci-fi uh, world, I guess. They just kind of liked that it. it was different. And the subject matter, I was talking a lot about things that are moderately science fiction themed. And uh, so that, that kind of was the starting point. And then uh, went from there. And again, the karate moves. <laughs> yeah, karate, yeah. And then you did, you actually mentioned, because I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that you're doing an animated special as a stand-up, obviously that's a little bit different. Um, I guess, is there any um, depth that you can go into and kind of talk to us about how you incorporate animated uh, into your stand-up special? It's kind of interesting to me because it's different. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I um, I just noticed that watching a lot of stand-up special. well, I guess that wasn't the impetus. But, you know, sometimes for me with CDs, I re that to me is like the purest way for stand-up it's just you envision it you're hearing just the words uh, and you kind of envision everything else and so i wanted to if there were a visual component i wanted it to be more than just me kind of walking around on stage i'm not that captivating as a performer uh, right. so so that was kind of the impetus of the idea and then i mentioned it on our podcast you know uh uh, hey, I, I have this idea, and just we were doing a tarot episode, and this girl was like, "Your cards say that you have a project that you haven't really put a lot of, you know, weight behind or effort into." And so I mentioned that I want to do this animated thing, and a bunch of animators emailed me, and we just kind of went from there. And so I would go do my set, you know, my stand-up set, and then I would chop it up into little, you know, three or four minute, you know, just each bit, kind of on its own, and send that to animators, and then 
that slowly became like 20 animated bits. And then my girlfriend could kind of run them through a, like a video board, something like a soundboard. So she could slow them down and speed them up and mix them in together. So it looks like one long animation and yet it can be synced up to like how fast I'm talking or what bit I'm doing. And then, so we just filmed that basically. So it's, you can watch it where you're just watching animation and hearing the words, or you can watch it where it kind of blends between the two where you see me That's cool. telling the jokes. And yeah, it, it's fun to watch. I mean, we've, I've watched it before to check with like video continuity, which is like music on in the background. It's really kind of, uh, I don't know, there's something unique about it that I like. Yeah, for sure. When's that coming out? I don't know. I don't know. We uh, the I did a Kickstarter to fund it, and then that, the goal there was to do June, and it was ready in June. But then uh, my my managers wanted to wait because at, while that was happening, while I was working on that, then the stuff for Reactor was kind of getting going, and so they wanted to wait and and see uh, if that you know would correspond with it or whatever. So I really don't know when it's going to come out or what's going on with it. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that, and and definitely point ourselves and listeners in that direction um you, you mentioned your podcast too professor blastoff uh did that just end like you guys aren't doing that anymore yeah yeah we just the last episode came out today so we uh we put it to, to rest god, god rest it <laughs> was, was that like a scheduling thing um uh, no not really it was uh I, I don't know. I guess it had just run its course. I mean, there, there are a lot of factors involved in it. One one main one, and then just some decision making beyond that. So, yeah, I've been trying to uh, talk. Been trying to talk these guys into ending this podcast for a while, but it just yeah. keeps going. No luck yet. <laughs> are you going to be doing yeah, any in the future? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting a new thing uh, eventually. I uh, I'm probably maybe like in a month or so I'll get something up and going. All right, call so me it'll up. It'll be similarly themed and kind of science-based and that sort of thing. Call me up. I'm looking for a new podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're hired, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also saw uh, a name that I've seen a bunch over the last couple weeks and months. Uh, Tig Nataro is, was one mm-hmm. of your podcast mates who is kind of um, hitting it big just at the same time that you are here with a Netflix uh, documentary type special, and then she's also got an HBO special. It's just uh, her story, obviously, is really motivating, and it's pretty cool um, to see her on the come up and bouncing back. Um, just a couple words, I guess, on what it's like to uh, to be working with her, and if she's been in, uh, an influence for you or anything like that. Well, I used to live with Tig. We met at Last Comic Standing, you know, almost like ten years ago now, and yeah. so she's been one that I've seen a pretty, you know, decent stretch of her comedy career. So it's been, you know, when we lived together, I'd always be like so convinced that every project she has going is going to be the thing that kind of catapulted <laughs> her. And then uh, it kept kind of falling short. So it's cool to see some of them now. And and like you said, like a few of them in a row really making an impact. It's been, you know, obviously unfortunate circumstances that kind of predicated that. But sure. Uh, yeah, so, I mean her, she's her life is like she always says is like embarrassingly happy and stuff. So yeah. it's been cool. It's been cool to see. Yeah, did you get absolutely. to did you get to appear in any of the like specials or documentaries? <laughs> I'm in the the Netflix one, I think. Okay. There's some stuff with the the podcast, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm in that. Well, that's good. Did yeah. um 
Sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, I was actually going to go jump to a different topic. Uh, I was, so was, was I, actually. So <laughs> I'll let you jump first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was checking out your uh, your website as well, and I saw these uh, next discount blockbusters, which were only a minute long, but they're entertaining in themselves. And I was uh, <laughs> I was wondering what the uh, I don't know if it was the, necessarily the motivation for it or uh, what. Well, maybe we'll get to see next just because it it captivated me for a minute because that's all the length that they are <laughs> yeah they're short and they were just meant to be little things you know we, we knew the show was going to come out and we knew we kind of had some time to get it together but there's not a lot you can do when it's a topical show so we just wanted you know the producers ideas like that and just kind of the silliness and the irreverent vibe with it we when i met with them initially you know to kind of go in I had, you know, my first interaction and, and then I went in. The second thing was to meet with them and kind of go over some jokes and we hit it off pretty well and just laughed quite a bit and it was, uh, our sense of humor synced up pretty well. So then when they told us kind of, all right, well, between now and when the show gets out, you know, you can just kind of goof around like kids in the sandbox. So <laughs> that was an idea that just was kind of, you know, like you do when you're a kid, you know, kids get cameras or they, you know, play with little trucks and toys and trying to, um, that was the idea behind it was just to, and I knew they did, you know, similar stuff and like, um, be kind of rewind if you've seen that. Uh, so it was, uh, just like our take on the, the kind of childlike nature of remaking movies with what you have. And yeah, so there'll be more stuff like that kind of in the show. Just like that kind of silly, low budget, nonsensical stuff. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad you saw them and, and liked them. Yeah. And then obviously there's sand incorporated in the Mad Max and the Jurassic Park <laughs> ones. So I'm sure the kids Pretty in the sandbox. Always, yeah, sand and fire. Always some sand <laughs> yeah. and fire somehow. Yeah. You going to keep them coming? Or is that kind of just as like a preview to react? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. And we're we're doing something uh, for like uh, you'll have to watch tomorrow's episode. It's kind of loosely tied to like Sharknado, so that'll come out next week. And it <laughs> it's in the same vein. It's a little different, but it's kind of in the same vein. So there'll there'll be more stuff like that. I mean, we'd all like to do it. They're really fun, and it's silly to, to get paid and you're outside <laughs> ramming trucks together. I mean, <laughs> This is my job. <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you have to write a lot or most or all or any of the stuff for reactor? I try to just be additive. I try to okay. you know I we, <laughs> the writers are really good. They're really funny, and so they they kind of um, you know if I see a clip that I think is funny or something, I send that along, and they for the most part like the associate producers or everybody involved like builds a little skeleton and then if I see a joke that can be added or I reword it a little bit differently or something like that I try to just be helpful but I don't it's not like I just sit down and write out the whole show or anything like that yeah that would take some time (laughs) yeah they build it and I try to just be additive when I can and help punch it up and this sort of thing I think yes I think the cool part about the show and we'll we'll try and wrap up because I know we're uh, we're just about at our time with you but the cool part about it is, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a talk soupish type of thing for for sci-fi. But the cool thing with with the sci-fi additive is, you know, it's all shows that a lot of us watch. And you know, I, I know the first episode had a, a scene from The Strain that when I watched it, I was like, okay, that was a little odd, but I'll overlook it because I like <laughs> the show. But when yeah. you see it out of context on a show like Reactor, 
it really makes you go, oh, Jesus, that was <laughs> <Yeah>. really. <laughs> and I don't yeah. watch the strain, and that was the weirdest thing I saw last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my aunt had a hard time with that, too. She was just like, whoa, I was not expecting that. <laughs> and so yeah i mean that's it's there's so many odd visuals a show like that can contain and there are a lot of pockets and areas for it to be funny the clips on their own are just sometimes so bananas that they're when you watch them you'd like the studio audience laughs afterwards it's like what did we just see what was that <laughs> or they're just ridiculous in nature and so adding jokes on top of that and yeah it's in the vein of like a lot of those shows you know with the kind of it's somewhat green screen, but we have like, you know, the physical screen as well. And, and you know, the, being able to sit down with some of these people and, and chat with them a little bit is pretty fun. And I think it's like you guys were saying, where it's a, uh, a show where people can come together once a week and kind of know that there's a central place to watch all those kind of shows, you know. Like if something crazy happens on the strain, there's, you know, you might look for it online the next day or forums and things like that, but it's nice to have a show or something where you can be like, ah, I know they're going to talk about it, and so maybe I can tweet with people or chat about it on a comment thread. or You know, I like that element that the show brings people kind of, oh, they're going to talk about the shows that I like here. Yeah, yeah kind of like consolidates everything into one half-hour type of thing. Yeah, that's the idea, so hopefully we'll... You know, we're still we're still new at it, so we're we're ironing things out and tweaking stuff here and there and whatnot. But overall, the the theme is you know to to do that. And I mean, bringing that sci-fi aspect into it, I mean, almost every sci-fi show or movie is gonna have a couple moments that if you just take a clip or something from it, it's gonna make you laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, or or blow your mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah so many different ways. Getting back to Mantis Man real quick before we let you go. What what was that from? I don't even remember. <laughs> Monsters and Mysteries, I believe. Is that a, is that a sci-fi no. show? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I think it's like on, I wouldn't even want to guess the network. I don't know. I mean, there are so many fringe shows. BBC, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, there's, there's so many shows where you, it's baffling to find like, how much of that stuff exists. Oh my god, yeah, and I'm sure online videos and stuff. Do you guys tap into online videos at all? A little bit. I mean, so they're they're kind of different. Uh, you probably saw you know different um, portions of the show. So some of it is more like the main shows, you know, the the bigger kind of bigger budget shows, the more prevalent. And then yeah, toward the end, we'll trickle down into like, oh, here's a weird thing that was making around on the on the web this week, or you know. So there, there's like a slot for everything essentially. All content at some point could be kind of put into one of those areas. Okay, I got you. I got you. Well, uh, we'll let you get going. We don't want to hold you up any longer, but uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us. And want to make sure our listeners watch Reactor every Thursday at 11:30 p.m. on Sci-Fi. Follow you, David or Dave or Mr. Huntsberger, whoever, however, uh, <laughs> however you guys want to call him, uh, at Huntsberger Junk on Twitter. Uh, thanks again for spending time with us. Anytime you want to come back on, just let us know. You're more than welcome. Oh, thanks. I'd love to. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. And thanks for uh, supporting the show. And good luck with your podcast and good luck ending it. I hope you finally uh, <laughs> get your way there. <laughs> yeah, it'll uh, be. Uh, Smooth transition. (laughs) Uh, We are going to take a quick break. Uh, Stay tuned for more Showcast here on Next Level Radio.